Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Talking about chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo, tabbouleh, potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini, ziti, granola, fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Hey everyone, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. I am so excited for my guest today. Uh, she's an amazing actress and comedian. She got her start at Second City on the touring company and the Annoyance Theater in Chicago. She made her way through Hollywood and finally landed the role of a lifetime as Meredith Palmer on the show The Office. Probably my favorite comedy character in the past couple decades. Please welcome the one, the only, Kate Flannery. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Kate, this is very exciting because the way that we met is the funniest way that I've ever met anyone. It's the best. And it's the best. Uh, we should save get into life. that before we get into my your life. fridge. Save my life. You totally saved It was, I saved your life. You were, uh, just to quickly recap for the listeners. I was I in was, a parking garage. At a yes, you were in a parking garage. Right? Yes. And I lost my car. A, it was a parking garage at the movie theater on uh, uh, the Dome Movie Theater, whatever. Cinerama Dome, the Arcolite. Yes, the Arcolite. I always had an, I and, an extra syllable. The Arcolite. It's my Irish. Yeah. Arcolite, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I was wandering this garage for, it felt like two hours. I'm sure it was like 20 minutes, but it was forever. I could not find my car. Yes. And I was looking for parking for a while and I kept seeing you. And I was like, this crazy lady keeps walking around the parking lot. Right. I'll turn from a movie premiere. <laughs> I will say, I don't think, and, and I, I didn't recognize that it was you, but I was like, excuse me, do you need help? And then shortly thereafter, I recognized it was you. And, I, and you were like, yeah, I can't find my car. I was like, well, get into my car and we'll find your car. When do you get into a stranger's car? Right. I mean, uh, never, but I, I, I never do that, but I clearly got a good vibe from you. So I'm, yeah, Daniel. Well, that's very nice. Yes. And then we found your car and now uh, we are lifelong friends. <laughs> so I would still be in that garage if it wasn't for you. I'm pretty sure yes. still be wandering. Uh, it would be on TMZ. It would be like Kate Flannery is still wandering after three years <laughs> in that garage. Um, okay, great. So let us get into your fridge. You guys can see Kate's fridge on my Instagram at standupdan. I did not stage it clearly. First of all, this is an amazing fridge. I don't know what you're talking about. You're doing that thing when people are like, oh, my God, I'm going to get an F on this test. I didn't study at all. And then they get A's. <laughs> <laughs> this is a wonderful fridge. I mean, it's well stocked. You have uh, I mean, just starting at the top, it seems like you have 35 different kinds of milks. No, I do. <laughs> 
I'm still trying There's, to figure out the best for my coffee. Yeah. Yeah. You've got the, yeah. you know, you've got the barista blend California oat milk, which is a, a thicker, more viscous, if you will, oat milk. That sounds disgusting, but it's true. It's true. It's you're, you're, it's, it, you're absolutely right. It is a superior quality. I had something else recently that was terrible and I threw, end up throwing it out, which I hate to do. I hate to throw food out, but it happens. Um, it's a it, it is a very good one. And then you have the Simply Almond next to that, uh, which depends about that. Don't really. It, it looks fancier and better than it really tastes. It's not great. Sorry. I, I mean, look, then you have the, the Kroger brand over here. What 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 happened there? That's just, you know, I put milk in my tea. I drink like I drink PG tips tea, I, I like Irish English tea. I mean, I just old school and that's. That's mostly what I drink all day. So I just want regular milk and I, I don't need a whole lot of it so that it like stays fresher. if I just get the smaller ones. So that's okay. Really okay. Pops, even though it's Kroger brand. Yeah. Got it. Got it. All right. We, we will withhold judgment. Um, you have a bottle of, of something in the back there hiding in the back. There's a bottle of wine. It looks like. Yes. Yeah. I'm not a big just wine peak. drinker. Somebody gave it to me. I opened it and I feel like I, you know, I don't know who I think is going to come over and finish it because it's not going to be me. I'm not a big wine person. I really? Think, what do you do? You, are you not a big drinker in general? I, I, I drink beer and I drink liquor. I, wine to me is it has so much sugar and it's so fattening. And I just feel like every person I waited tables for so long. Every person I knew that dealt with wine was just like a fancy alcoholic. It's such bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I just feel like people that know a lot about wine are just like they're hiding their disease. They're they're glorifying their bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the Samoyers, but you might just be a drunk. OK, I'm I mean, you are you I, that that's a little too real for me that that just got a little too real as someone who loves his Barolos, but also takes it to take away the pain. I understand. <laughs> Um, now this second row has me thinking that you, are you, are you an East coast person? Are you from the East coast? I am. I'm from Philadelphia. You are. Okay. New York. You are from Philadelphia. Okay. The Philadelphia cream cheese. Right. Kinda, I was like, oh, she's from New York or Philly. Cause gotta be whipped. you live in that. Yeah. Got, got, got to go out. Got to be whipped. Got to be whipped. Got to be whipped. Do you live, uh, you live in LA now, right? Nothing to do with my love life. Not nothing else has to be whipped. Just my cream cheese. <laughs> We are not passing judgment on, on anything, you know, it's just oh, yeah. a cream cheese. Um, okay, so uh, the whipped cream cheese, um, it, you live in L.A. though, right? I do. I do. Oh, okay. So, so that takes effort to find the Philadelphia there. That's, that's... It does. And the whipped, it take, yeah, you can't always find it. Yeah, that's true. And this, is this Tempty? What is this? It's not Tempty, although it looks, I, I think it's like Tempty's East, uh, West Coast uh, sister or something. It's... It's Knudsen brand uh, cottage cheese. Knudsen. Knudsen with a K. Yeah. Knudsen. Great. So now let's go down over here. You have some, you have some takeout. What's in the takeout box, Kate? <laughs> uh, it's a pork chop from dinner last night. <laughs> Half of a pork chop. It was a too big. I couldn't finish it. Chop. Yeah. Where was that? Where? What restaurant was that at? I went to Firefly. Um, Firefly. Yeah, it's, it's in the valley. So this is on, it's on Ventura. It's right near Tahunga. There's like a wall of, it's like a hedge. It's a kind of a secret door. And mm. it's across from um, like the closest uh, cannabis place to CBS Radford. Not that I, because I'm not a cannabis, 
I'm not really a pot person, but I tried to go to the bathroom there once and there and the guy was like, whatever, dude. So I ended up like going to the bathroom at this pot place and then there was all like there was pot in the bathroom, like growing. I was like, wow, Come it's a good thing I'm not a pot person. I would probably feel this. <laughs> OMG. Okay, now the row below the pork chop. Yes. Is I like this row because it's like it's like, are you feeling sinful or are you feeling responsible? There's like <laughs> 10 regular Cokes and 10 Diet Cokes. Right, 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 right. And there's actually light beer behind that, which you can't see. And there's light beer yeah. behind it. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. But I don't, I, don't, I don't drink regular Coke, but I have it for my, my boyfriend's kids if they come over. They, they don't come over that much, but I feel like I want to have something for them when they're here. So they're in their 20s. Yeah, so. I feel like the Diet Coke people don't even like the taste of regular Coke. No, you can't. Yeah, it's like I, I will sometimes have a Coke Slurpee. Once in a while, if I have a really sore throat, it's kind of a, you know, if I'm sick, it's kind of a, like a weird little soothing thing. I recommend it. What's, what's in a Coke Slurpee? It's just Coke and like ice. And it's just in a Slurpee machine. In a Slurpee machine it's oh, 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 got it's it, got it, got it, got it, got yeah. it. <laughs> okay, cool. So let's go into your door now. We've got quite yeah. the door here. We have, so there's probably like 37 mustards here. And I'm assuming... <laughs> That is because you forget if you have mustard when you go to the supermarket. So you'll pick up another mustard and you come back and you're like, oh, damn it. I forgot I have I have 34 other mustards here. Well, I love mustard because I love pretzels because I'm from Philadelphia. <laughs> and uh, I feel like the, the West Coast does not generally do mustard very well. You got to look for it. Um, so I, sometimes like if I couldn't find exactly what I wanted, I got something that was what I thought was going to be like what I liked, but I, you know, so I have like Goulden's on the end. That's the old school spicy brown mustard, but I yeah. really love coupon squeeze, but then there's like a couple of, I got Coleman's, which is like crazy, crazy hot. Like it can be really hot. Like it's, it's great though. Um, um, I, I will tell you Christmas is coming up and I think I know what I'm getting you because your great coupon is flipped upside down on its well, last legs. Yeah, I have a fresh one on uh, above it. Um, oh, there's a freshie. There's a freshie, and I even have one in my in my uh, cabinet. And there's one at my boy. I made my boyfriend get it because I feel like I always hate his mustard. <laughs> it's the only thing I hate about mustard. Wow, it's so funny. I've never gotten in the weeds of mustard so much. Where I'm like East Coast versus West Coast. You're like it's like the Biggie and Tupac of mustard. It is a thing. It really is a thing for sure. And you know, what is it with the West Coast stuff? Is it like too sweet? Generally, it's well. It's hard to find brown mustard if you just get a hot dog. Usually, it's that crazy yellow stuff. And I do have the crazy yellow stuff again for my boyfriend's kids. I don't really touch it, but unless I absolutely have no choice, it's not my favorite. These boyfriend's kids are really uh, getting a lot of good real estate in this fridge. <laughs> and they're never here. I've always my boyfriend lives in Redondo, and uh, I always see his kids there. Like what, his daughter lives in San Pedro, and his son lives with him in, in Redondo and I, that's where I see them usually but but I'm ready anytime you want to come over I'm in <laughs> so then over here this row is interesting to me um, you've got the Aquapana fancy water love it very good stuff um, you've got the Heineken Zeros the, the, the non-alcoholic Heineken which I actually had for the first time last week because um, oh. it was I don't, I don't drink before, I, before I, I do stand-up. And so I was with some friends, and they were drinking. I was like, let me try a Heineken Zero. It was actually a very, very good non-alcoholic beer. I have not tried it yet. And I, I don't even know why I have it. I don't know how I got it. I don't think I had a six-pack of it. I'm not sure Boyfriend's how it. Boyfriend's kids. Boyfriend's kids. 
there. <laughs> but I will enjoy, I occasionally enjoy a non-alcoholic beer for the exact reasons that you just stated. Yeah. I am going to roast you a little bit on this though. It seems like you have the cheap, like, like crappy maple syrup. Okay. You know what? It's actually sugar free because I, okay. uh, like an oat brand pancake, which is kind of awful, but it, the sugar-free syrup makes it taste better because I'm always watching. Like, I do eat sugar sometimes, but I'm very particular about what it's going to be. So I don't want to waste it on a pancake. Um, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah that's you don't why I waste your sugar. What do you what do you waste your sugar on? What is like an I need my sugar for this thing? You know, my dad's I'll have like, you know, non-parels or, you know, I mean, I'll have like candy, you know. But I, occasionally a piece of cake, but I'm trying to, yeah. Not getting yeah, any. that's worth it. Man, not getting any yeah. younger. Gotta yeah, watch it. I get that. I'm starting to feel that too. Like nothing, nothing. It, it's harder to keep that stuff off. Yeah, fair. it is. Yeah, it's like what does they say? Like uh, a minute to the lips, three years on the hips. I don't know what that is. There's something about something. I don't. Know. Wait, I heard, I've heard a moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. Oh, a lifetime. Okay, I, I gave myself three years. <laughs> Yours is way more specific. It's like uh, three and a half minutes on the lips, uh, five and a half years on the hips. <laughs> See, I'm extremely aware of my metabolism until it changes, and it always does. <laughs> um, okay, so now let's go into your freezer. Very interesting in the freezer here. There's a couple things that I would have never thought that I would find in the freezer. One is okay. uh, coffee. I didn't know that coffee goes in the freezer. Yeah, it was. I feel like it was a thing in the in the 90s. Everybody put coffee, you know, because I, I remember I lived in Chicago and you know, from like 89 to 94 and i felt like everybody in chicago had their coffee in their freezer they said it lasted longer it stayed fresher it's a whole shtick about it and then i've heard that yeah. that's not so great but i feel like i i'm travel a lot so sometimes i'm not home for like three weeks at a time and i feel like it just keeps things fresher that's why i keep my breads there because i i toast my bread from the freezer because i i if i just kept bread out it would it would never last. And if it was in the refrigerator, it would taste terrible. Interesting. Okay, fine. I'm on board with that. There's weird, there's always been weird trends of weird things to put in the fridge or the freezer. My parents put batteries in the fridge. Batteries too. You can't see them. I'm so sorry. It's like a little bit higher than that, that where the ice machine part. Yeah, there's batteries up there. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't quite really? There are some, yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. So coffee, batteries. I'll give that a pass. Dried pasta in the freezer. That I don't get. Okay, so I once had what they call, what do they call them? They're like uh, flower moths or, or something. There's like, you can get moths in your, um, like dry goods. And yes, I, I've had that too. So I keep it in the, I don't, I don't eat a lot of pasta, but my niece brought that back for me from Italy and I was like, oh, it's really special, but I still haven't eaten it. So I keep it in the freezer so I know it won't get bugs in it. And I do the same thing with, I keep my flour in my freezer too because of that. Because I'm not, I don't use it fast enough. So I, if I'm going to use it that day, I'll take out what I need and just like, you know, I, it, not that flour needs to thaw because it really doesn't, but yeah. It's but like, that happened to me too. There's this, there's this weird kitchen moth. Yes. That goes after grain. Like it loves, so weird. it loves, which is very weird for LA. That's something that, something that hones in on gluten because no one likes gluten in LA <laughs> except for the moths. The moths go nuts for it. It's, it's so weird. Yeah. So weird. I never had heard of it. Yeah. 
So you, um, you used to be a server, you mentioned, and I'm very curious about that because people who used to be servers, either they are overly nice to people of service or they're like, I know what it takes to be a good server and you're not doing it. Like they're, they're hypercritical. Where do you fall? I vacillate. I vacillate. I'm sure it's a blood sugar issue. If I'm feeling fine, then I'm like usually more generous, but I, I do get a little tough sometimes. I'm like, come on. Uh, and also like, you know, I mean, LA, I just always felt like this service in LA is n- has never been as good. New York, I feel like people are really paying attention and they act like they care more. I don't know. LA, everybody's like yeah. just trying to get another job that has nothing to do with yeah. being. A- well, actually, that's a good that's a, a good segue. Do you do you do you like it more or less when you're uh, recognized by the server? Um, you know, it's funny. If they're really big fans, then sometimes they mess up my order. It really? Happens, it happens more often. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because they're, they're not really listening. I've seen it and I've done it because I used to wait on a ton of famous people. So I totally get that where you're like, uh, you know, so that's probably like I always would write down the super famous person's order because I, I knew like my brain was like, like, couldn't trust it. So if they're not writing it down, then I, I'm, I have a feeling they're going to mess it up. So yeah. interesting. You're like, it's a double edged sword. You're like, that's so nice that you're a fan of mine. But also I wanted the chicken piccata, <laughs> not the pasta. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> where were you? Where were you serving in LA or in uh, Chicago or what? You in Chicago. I, I always had a restaurant job. Um, uh, but I worked at a place called Kate Manalini in Beverly Hills, and I actually kept my job through the first season of The Office because I didn't know if we were going to get picked up. And I was like, I'll be damned if I'm going to start in another restaurant. I was 40 years old. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to. So I covered my shifts during the weekend. I worked my Sunday brunch. Oh my God, that's amazing. So at what point were you like, okay, this is getting a little too crazy. I can't be. I got picked up and I was like, okay, so this is going to happen. You know, the upfronts happened. And then like a few months later, I was like, okay, this is really going to happen. And then I actually got the start date and I was like, okay, well, we're doing like, I think our first order was like 10 episodes or 12. So I was like, that's, I could, okay. You know, and if I absolutely have to come back, but my boss literally said, we were going to get you a cake, but you'll be back <laughs> and uh, uh oh my yeah God. i know but you know and i understand why i did that because there were a lot of people that were like i'm here you know and then they would be back you know oh there was yeah some back yeah there, there that he actually he only came back as a, but he was he got his job like six months before me and he was the first person like you know who was flipping everybody off and flipping the tables over i'm out of here <laughs> I remember I got a pilot, a CBS pilot, and I remember it was like the day of the or it got picked up to like six episodes. And it was the day of the first day of shooting. And like the security guard at Radford was like, don't get too excited. Don't start upgrading your house and your car just yet. Okay, give it some time. And I was like, whatever you say, weirdo. And he was totally right because the show didn't get picked up. Oh, my God. What the security guard. That is that's hilarious. It was so great. And then I saw him another time for another gig. And I was like, dude, you told me that. He's like, you don't know how many times I've seen people on like episode two come in in a Lamborghini. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. It's so true, though. I mean, that's that's the gift of getting something when you're older. You really have your feet on the ground. I mean, I really am grateful that I was 40 and not 20 because I'm sure I would have done the same thing. I remember when I first got hired at Second City, I was waiting tables, a place called Cafe Barbariba in Chicago. 
And we had to like, they were upgrading to a new computer system. So they needed me to like work this steady two weeks. And I was like, I can't, I have this other job. So I guess I'm out of here. And then I actually realized what I was making at Second City at first. And I was like, oh, wait. So I ended up having to change restaurant jobs. Yeah, that's how it goes. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why I, I made a point of uh, of putting your Second City and annoyance uh, stuff in your intro, because people don't realize how much it takes to get these, you know, you get everyone looks at you as a series regular in the office. And they're like, I want that job. It's like, yeah, it takes a lot of work to get to that point. You know, it's interesting. I, I remember um, when I was at the Annoyance and Second City at the same time, I was up for SNL and I didn't get it. And I think it was 13 years later, I got the office. <laughs> That's a long time. Wow. That's a, was it 13? Oh, no, wait. Yeah, I think it was 13. It was 13. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, you think about that, like, uh, as we get older, you know, people are, I mean, you know, it's tough, you know, when you're in your twenties, it's one thing, but like when you're like almost 40 and then you're 40, you're like, oh my God. Right. It's the boat, but I'm here to, you know, you just gotta uh, take your yeses as many, as many yeses as you can get and just like make sure that you you know you you listen to what's right and not just focus on what's wrong you know what i mean you you gotta you gotta listen to your intuition too yeah um what uh so i'm always fascinated by what the food situation is on shows on season one when you don't know if you're even gonna get picked up to season you guys went for 10 seasons nine seasons yeah, nine, nine seasons eight. yes season nine what was what was the what was the crafty like on the office on season nine uh well we had the most amazing food we also had like you know we'd have like mongolian barbecue day where someone would just you know pay for a truck where everybody could just have whatever they wanted you know and we had all this like specialty foods that would come in and it was pretty awesome and i remember season one um we had some season one and two uh our crafty guy would make peanut butter and jelly and pass them around like around four o'clock in the afternoon when we had a couple hours to go and he 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 would do white bread on one side and uh, whole wheat on the other. Cause he didn't, he wanted to make sure he like, it, it, he didn't want anything to go to waste, which was so stupid. He was afraid everyone would eat the wheat and not the white. So he made, and that was like, like, our, you, guys, like you guys are his five-year-old children that he's like trying to sneak wheat to. And he would cut them in like little triangles. So like, so we just had like, a, it was the, and then I remember we eventually got a coffee machine in season two and we were like, holy crap, we got a real coffee machine. Like, they must really think we're, something good's going <laughs> to Oh, my God. I love it. And then by season nine, they're just, like, handing you each lobsters for snacks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and then we'd have, like, these Baroni's pizza runs at for any time we went after 6 o'clock. They'd have, like, some other, like, you know, second meal. They'd have – and, and it, it, yeah, it was usually really interesting. But even if it was just Baroni's, we were really excited because they had great little square pizzas and, yeah. We always had like That's the best so or Steve Carell's favorite, which was um, um, Mulberry. Yeah, his Mulberry Street pizza, which was like everyone saw he would swing like he would spring for it. Like everybody, you know, enjoy, enjoy my favorite That's pizza. So funny. I know, it's so did you guys ever did you ever shoot in Scranton? We never shot there. We were there for an office convention that was run by our producers in 2007, which I think was season four. And then we went back for the finale. Uh, after the finale, we went there. Uh, went, the week the finale was airing, we went to Scranton for a rap party and we had a parade. And 
And uh, we were all in the parade in cars. And I swear, like, they did not have a lot of security. So I would say, <laughs> I said, like, I, what was I saying? Like, something like, um, the security was so lax. I think I'm pregnant. Because I felt like people were just, like, coming up to me. I'm like, what is happening? They would come up to the cars. I'm like, hello, like, the car's moving. Like, can you tell these people to back off? I'm like, hey, don't, you know, I'll shake your hand when we stop. But, uh, oh, my, it was, it was nuts. And then we also I, mean, went- I love it. You guys are like the Beatles in Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Yeah, I remember Creed and, and Oscar and I went for a walk and we like had to run into some like model toy shop because uh, people were just like jumping out of their moving cars to see us. They were like, just stop the car. And like, I'm like, oh, my God, this is nuts. Oh, yeah. my God. Did you guys get to eat anywhere there? I'm sure the Scranton food scene is 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 not much to talk about. Well, there's Cooper Seafood, which I've been to since because I actually was in there. They have a really big. St. Patrick's Day Parade in Scranton every year. It's like one of the biggest in the country. So I, I was in Philadelphia. So they they sent me a limo, and uh, I think Flava Flava called him once his limo back. It was like literally from like 1980. <laughs> oh, I love it! Like one of those long stretch limos. And I have a friend from high school who is a cardiologist in Scranton, and I always see him when I'm there. Um, I you know even when we had any of those events, it's sort of like somebody to kind of like roll your eyes at. Like, can you believe this, this is like insane? But the driver, it's such a small town. My driver for the limo is also the ambulance driver. So when I was talking to Dr. Dwanzik on the phone, he's like, hey, I just picked up one of his patients yesterday and took him to the hospital. <laughs> it's really a small town. It's so funny. And my, my friend married somebody from Scranton. So he and his wife are both doctors. And so they moved back there. But yeah, there is this uh, Cooper seafood is actually pretty good. I will say that that's really the only place that I remember eating in. Yeah, that was mentioned. On. So shout out to Cooper seafood. Are you a big foodie in L.A.? Do you uh, is food a big deal for you or uh, or or not? Or you don't really care much for it? I, this is this is what I think. I think I worked in so many restaurants and I know how the sausage is made. So I'm like, eh, you know, I mean, I've seen like people drop stuff on the floor and put it back on a plate and hand it, you know, bring it out to a table. So I feel like I've never been that much of a food person because I, I, because I just feel like I, 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 I've seen too much. And also I've been yelled at by so many chefs, so many chefs. So I'm, I'm like less enchanted by the, I mean, I appreciate it. I worked for some, a James Beard chef in New York and I, I swear to God, he was bipolar. It was just like nuts. People are just nuts. And like, like, there's not enough abuse from show business. You have to get it from the restaurant too. Thanks a lot. Right. Uh, so, and also my dad owned a bar and um, he did have um, like, he, they did have some food there and it was great, but I do feel like I do appreciate some food. And my boyfriend is a really good cook. Uh, he cooks certain things really, really well. And if I only, I'm, so if I ate the same thing like every day, like I'd be fine. I'm, I'm not that, um, I'm not that picky, but I, I don't think I'm like that plugged into food. I think I, I think it's, I, I, you know, it's, I don't know. I just think I, I've seen behind the curtain and I'm like, okay, all right. You've seen too much. You've seen, too, it's like you've been yeah. to war. <laughs> yeah, kind of. yeah. 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 You know, and all the friends and all the weird, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, I understand. Have you, are you big into Irish food? Uh, I mean, I, 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 not really. I mean, although I, I love Irish breakfast. I was just in Dublin in uh, July. I got to work there and I was like so excited to have the breakfast every day. And sometimes it was so big that I would eat like I would eat some of it for lunch because it was just too much food. 
Um, but I loved it. You know, I love. Wait, the- so is Irish is Irish breakfast the same as I'm going to sound? This is probably going to be the most racist thing I've ever said. Is Irish breakfast the same as English breakfast? Is it basically the same thing? No, it's not. They don't have the beans. Um, I mean, they they sometimes do, but not usually. They don't have the baked beans. Um, oh, interesting. So it's the eggs and it's the blood sausage and blood sausage and um, which is a lot like Scrapple, which is from Philadelphia, which is a weird product, but I love it. Um, Scrapple yeah. is the same thing as but without the blood so it's all that it's a loaf made of all the you know what nobody else wants from the pig but you fry I think it up it needs a it needs a rebranding scrapple just sounds like it, it sounds like, like you picked it up off of the floor of the restaurant and threw it in the right. frying pan it's yeah kind of it's delicious and and then there's always like the like the irish ham like they, they kind of do and the sausages are are link sausages and they're really really good and you know they yeah, it's it's just a good it's it's just a, it's a great breakfast and the bread's really good there. I think so it's gonna... and I, I feel like a lot of the stuff that we get in America is Americanized Irish food. It's not like 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 I don't even is corned beef and cabbage an Irish thing or is that an American thing? It's you know what? I think it's a, an Americanized thing um, because yeah. there's something about. Yeah, I think corned beef is actually Jewish. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it, it is. You know, it's so funny. But for some reason, yeah, we've. We've adopted some of it. You know, it's funny. My, when my dad, um, my dad had Flannery's Tavern for years. My grandfather started it. He came over from, uh, my grandfather came over from Ireland and was a bootlegger. And then finally was allowed to open a bar because FDR made it legal to drink. And my dad ran the bar after my grandfather died in like the fifties. Anyway, so my dad would make sure that everybody who came in for St. Patrick's Day would eat. He would feed everybody for free because he wanted to make sure everyone ate because otherwise it would get really ugly really fast and people would get in fights like and people get sick oh, that's like, hilarious we had he would serve ham and cabbage with boiled potatoes and a really great roll and some really nice mustard i'm just saying <laughs> so i was like getting i was always very excited about that that meal it was like really fun to you know i was that is I was, so funny i i love the i love the fact of irish food not coming from of necessity, but just to quell the drunk people. <laughs> really true. It's really true. So true. So oh, funny. that's so funny. I also, it's true. The corned beef and cabbage thing. I love that they just like add cabbage to corned beef. They're like, yeah, it's Irish. It's like, yes, it's a, uh, we're having a gefilte fish and cabbage. That, that Irish treat. <laughs> accomplished, right? Mission accomplished. So. English breakfast versus Irish breakfast. Who wins? Well, at the risk of starting a fight and a massacre and then having you two write a song about it, I'm gonna say it's a tie. Here are the main differences. Each have eggs or some sort of pork product, sausage, bacon, or blood pudding, which is pork thickened with pork blood. Now, the differences. English breakfast has beans. Irish breakfast has stewed mushrooms. English breakfast has potatoes. And Irish breakfast doesn't have potatoes? How does Irish breakfast not have potatoes? Well, I guess if you're eating potatoes every other meal, you need a break, but breakfast potatoes are the best potatoes. How has Bono not written a song about this Irish tragedy? Hey, it's Kate. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, guys, I have a confession to make. At first, I thought meal kits had to be expensive. But now I'm convinced that you can get the same convenience and deliciousness at a much lower price. Savings. I love savings. And with food prices at the grocery store going up, I can count on every plate to be a great value week after week. Every plate's quality ingredients come pre-proportioned to help you save money and reduce food waste. You know, like that bag of spinach you throw out every week. Get everything you need for the week delivered at the same time with sides, desserts, and ready-to-eat snacks to complement your weekly order. Try the Vanilla Delight Cheesecake, the Sweet Kale Salad, Garlic Bread, and Protein Bundles to take things up a notch. Guys, I've been getting a box of food from every plate for a while now since they've been a sponsor. And again, I used to scoff at these meal delivery things. I was like, I don't need that. I'm going to shop myself and I'm going to get a bunch of stuff that I end up throwing out ultimately. This makes it so much easier. Everything's organized really well. The packaging is beautiful and it's cheap. It's cheaper than what it would be at the supermarket and the ingredients are awesome. Get your first box for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code GREENEGGS149. That's everyplate.com. Enter the code GREENEGGS149 for $1.49 meals. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Okay, I'm going to get to the questions that I ask every uh, guest that is on the podcast. Starting with, what is your earliest food memory? I'm going to say corn muffins for breakfast because that was something that we had on the weekends. And when I, I don't have them often anymore, but when I taste one, it takes me, it takes me back. Like I, I, like I, it, it is, I could feel like I'm in the kitchen. I can, I just, I knew what I was wearing. Like I could, you know, it, it's, it's like a time machine. Interesting. And then they'd be toasted in the, in the broiler with butter. Oh, so good. It's so funny. I never put corn muffins on one of my earliest food memories. But now that I think about it, like I definitely have very distinct memories of like, you know, the like the muffin top of the corn muffin, like being yes. kind of that crisp, that crisp area being really nice. Like, I wonder if it's like an East Coast diner thing or I don't know. It might be. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't know if I see it there. Yeah. 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 Sure. But yeah, um, but it's if you've never had it, you need to try it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's go to what your death row meal is. So you're on death row. Let's think of a good reason you're on death row. Maybe you were at a restaurant and uh, the server um, was so smitten by you that he messed up your order <laughs> and you were like, this is I, I, no more, never again. And you took out a knife and you just 
stabbed him right there at the restaurant and you were like i'm guilty i you didn't even put up a fight and now you're on death row chef too because he probably yelled at the guy anyway uh, at the waiter i think my meal would be my boyfriend makes this amazing cowboy steak it's got a coffee rub on it and it's like salt kosher salt sugar and a little bit of sugar and coffee beans that are ground together and they coat coat the meat and it is First, you you brown the butter in the pan, and so you coat the steak with the butter, and then you coat it with the with the coffee rub, and it, it's insane. It's it makes it like I feel like I would eat anything with that rub on it, but the, it makes the steak so wonderful, especially if it's a ribeye. It's a little marbled, and it's it's so good. Oh, one of my favorite. Amazing. Things. Yeah, I can't eat it out in restaurants unless I know that they make it exactly that way, which very few places do. Wow! So you can never break up with this guy. <laughs> Right. Totally. I got the recipe. <laughs> Amazing. He makes it better than I do. You know, it's uh, a steak is the most uh, most requested death row meal on the podcast, by the way. Well, because it'll kill you. As, as it should be. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. It doesn't matter. Life doesn't matter after that. Um, by the way, uh, kosher salt is now called Irish salt, just so you know. <laughs> right. Um, right. Depends where you buy it. Right? <laughs> a little cabbage. In it, right. <laughs> a little bit of cabbage. It's good. Irish salt. Um, what is the best high-end meal that you've ever had? I was going to say, I like, I like really clean seafood. Like, I love scallops and sautéed spinach. Like, that's one of my favorite meals ever. Mm. Light and it's tasty. And, you know, if you get it on the, you know, if you get it on the, on the East Coast or the West Coast, if you get them and they're really fresh, like they're, you know, and they're not huge, they have sort of, the scallops have to sort of be medium, medium to on the small side. If they're too big, they're a little weird. but yeah if they're too big it's usually they're just like they're injected with water to make them bigger actually is that what it is yeah a lot of times yeah, they do it's pretty that. messed up yeah is that um, like those they just put more like water in the bread <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, so is there is there like a super fancy restaurant that you went to that 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 comes to mind or like that one of my first jobs i was 13 i was in, uh, in eighth grade and i worked at a chinese restaurant my older sister worked there and then like like four of my sister, other sisters worked there too. So um, I come from a big family and the food there was so good. And we got fed. It was a bring your own bottle place. It was like in the suburb of Philadelphia. And it was, I worked with this Chinese family, the food family, they were fantastic. And I will say like, we, we got to take leftovers home. Like we had the, be- like we ate so well working there. It was like one of the, one of my biggest disappointments getting older is really realizing that like most of the restaurants I worked at later, they made a staff meal, but it was, it was usually crap. You know, they would just make something cheap for us, but the Fu family at Hunan restaurant in Ardmore, they, we had the best of the best of the best. I mean, the Mushu was delicious and fresh, the Hunan chicken or even like crispy duck. It was really good. So I'm kind of ruined from that job. I mean, Kate, you are a woman of the people because for most most people, this question of what's the what's the most upscale meal you've ever had? It's like three star Michelin restaurant. You're like, no, Foo's Kitchen, suburbs of Philly. It's really true. It's really true. I mean, such joy. And then like even more joy because you get to eat it the next day. You get to take it home because it's there's too much. And we would sit if there was like a family table. We'd all sit at the family table if you work there. And I mastered, you know, the chopsticks and all that stuff and it was you know, i mean are they still there i wonder if the restaurant's still there are, but the, i think they're i think they're closing um uh, the families it's again like uh this is like the thing that keeps happening uh, people are aging out 
uh, the yeah. and, and and sometimes the the younger you know the younger family members don't have the same drive or don't have the same interest. So it's yeah, it's tough. It's tough. This is happening also. Or maybe they're like, or maybe they're becoming doctors or lawyers or they're in tech and they're like. This is true. I do. I do know. I mean, I, cause we've been in touch with the family. I, I start, actually, they have my picture in there. They've had my picture in there, like, you know, as Meredith, I'm like, Oh my God, it's so funny. That's like amazing. You know, you made it when you're first. I love it. Has your signed picture of you. And it's funny. My dry cleaners, I go to these dry cleaners. They're like Armenian dry cleaners in LA. And one of the guys was like, Oh Yeah. You're uh, you're in that show Cobra Kai. I'm like, yeah. Do you want like a headshot to put up? He's like, no, we're good. <laughs> See, and this is why you're going to be in the business forever because you lived through it. You didn't do a bunch of drugs afterwards and think, no, call your agent. You know, get me or your publicist. Oh, I I did throw a Molotov cocktail into the dry cleaner after I left. <laughs> it's no longer there. <laughs> Note to everyone, note to all the restaurants listening. Say yes when I ask you if you want my headshot no. out there. <laughs> I mean, plus, plus Cobra Kai is such a great show. I, I, I love everything about it. I, I, yeah, I just, and I know that oh, that's... one, there was a few, um, the, I know like Jen Salat, one of the, our writers, directors from the office worked on it a little bit, but I just feel like it comes from like, it just, especially as a fan of the original, like it, it's so it's such a great journey and so well handled and you're awesome and everybody's awesome. It's a great show. It's a great show. Thank you. That's so nice of you. Yes, it is definitely like especially for for our generation. It's like nostalgia porn because like I grew up on the Karate Kid right. and just just watching that show is crazy. Working with those guys is like my 14 year old mind gets blown every single day at work. I'm sure. I, it's funny because I've, I've met, um, I've actually met both uh, uh, Billy Zabka and, and Ralph Amaccio, but I still feel like, I'm like, oh my God, I just, I go back. It's a time machine. And, and, but I just love the irony of their journeys. It's so, so smart. What a smart, I don't know. I just, yeah. I, yeah. It makes There's something about, about, when when those characters get into your brain when you're younger, that it just it's it's different. Like uh, I I will react way differently to them to any like new star that I'm like a huge fan of. You know, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. No, it's true, it's true because they they are in your. It's like this. It's like the soundtrack of your life. Like but, you know, I mean, it's like it's somehow in your the storyboarding of your life. Like you can't get rid of them. They're just they're just there. You know, a hundred percent. And I love uh, 100% care that they're dealing with these characters in, in the future. It's so, so, so brilliant. Yeah. I mean, the creators of that show are, are brilliant. We're going to get that. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get a perspective in 30 years. I don't think that's going to. Right. <laughs> you never know. Um, what is the, what is the best, where do you go from Fu's Chinese chicken? Where is the best low end meal you've ever had? What is the best low end meal? It could be a street taco. It could be like a street hot dog. There is a churro on the pier in Redondo that is the best churro you will ever have in your entire life. It's always hot, always fresh, just like me. It's fantastic. Seriously, it's it's literally right on the on. I don't even know what the name of it is. It's like the only churro place that's strictly churros. Uh, my aunt who has uh, she's like my auntie Mame. She she's like traveled the world and eaten extremely well. She had one once. She was kind of dismissive until she tasted it. And we actually had dinner on the pier and she said, no one is to order dessert. I'm getting dessert someplace else. And we went to the churro place 
And, you know, her friends were like, you're right. This is, it's hot, fresh, delicious cinnamon. You know, it's like a donut. You know, if you don't know what churros are, but they're, these are, these are not like the crappy, you know, theme park churro Mm. that have been sitting there for hours under a heat lamp. These are delicious. Worth every bite. Churros have a shelf life of like 30 seconds. Like you need to have it right when it gets out of the fryer. And if you do have a fresh churro, it is the best thing you've ever had in your life. Absolutely. There's no comparison, but everyone is so exposed to the inferior product. So you need to step it up, everybody. Demand hot churro. There's a minute on the lips, 30 years on the hips. (laughs) So forgiving. So much more forgiving than a lifetime. (laughs) I want to happen in 30 years. You you know, churros are kind of like, they're like, it's, I, it's the same as like McDonald's French fries. Like you got to have them fresh out the fryer. Yes. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. There's otherwise no bueno. No, yeah. There's no, there's no there, there. Yeah. There's no there, there. Yeah. Um, this one's exciting. As one of the most famous drunks on TV, what is your favorite drunk food? It's funny. When I was in college, it used to be Yankee Doodles by Drake's, like dr- those cheap Jake's, Drake's cakes, like they do devil dogs and ring dings and they had Yankee yeah. Yankee Doodles were it. Yeah. Um, there are three cupcakes in a pack without frosting, but cream in the middle. So it's like a devil's food cake with cream in the middle. And mm. uh, yeah, every once in a while I, I'll have it. It's the weirdest cream. It's like a super fake cream, but uh, yeah. I I'm, Right. The cream is like made out of like sugar and spackle. Totally. Totally. It's exactly. Yeah. Um, it's so good. Yeah. And it's so it's so specific and so good. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So you're a sweet drunk person. You're not a savory drunk person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm just, I don't really, if I have drunk food now, it's probably a hot dog or something, you know, yeah. something, something substantial and quick and possibly on the street wrapped in bacon in LA. You know, they do those. Those oh, are, yeah. The ones that they cook on the sheet pan. That's pretty, that's, those are pretty fantastic, right? <laughs> They're pretty good. Because uh, you get some of the residual lead off of the sheet pan into the hot dog and it adds to the umami. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> I feel like you can feel how illegal the whole experience is. And that, you know, <laughs> there's no FDA, no F, whatever. There's no. No. Yeah. No. Nope. The FDA has, has left the building. You have it when it's hot. That's another thing, like the churro or McDonald's fries. You must have it when it's hot or. or yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite hangover cure? Well, I, obviously a lot of water and Advil, but um, I think. Aside from time, um, maybe a Coke uh, Slurpee. I'm really going full circle. That's actually yeah, because it's a little, it's caffeine and it's sweet. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, that's not bad. You say like greasy food, and and may, maybe that's true. I don't know that the greasy food thing is true. I think it's just an excuse for people to eat shitty and continue the cycle of like drinking and eating shitty and drinking and eating shitty. That's that's so true. That's so funny. <laughs> you know what the best cure is for getting drunk? Five pizzas and three burgers. <laughs> it's like all right. one of my favorite pizzas in New York. And that that was like kind of my favorite go to. I, I should say this when I lived in New York is like Joe's Pizza, which is the tomato with mozza, fresh mozzarella on top. That's really good. I mean, that's good. Even if you're yeah. not even if you're not drunk, that's a good pizza. They do have a version here in L.A., but I always forget to go to it. And I'm always leery of L.A. bread or L.A. pizza because it's not as consistent as East Coast. I agree with you. Joe's did open a West Coast. Uh, the, actually, I, the one that I went to was in Beverly Hills. They opened one in Beverly Hills. Oh. Yeah. 
It was very good. I was shocked at how good it was. Awesome. Um, but if you want the best New York slice in LA right now, yes, it is in downtown um, at a place called Bianca Bianca Pizzeria. Ooh. They at night they do Neapolitan style, but during the day they do New York style, and it is, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's wow. unbelievable. What yeah, you have to wait on you have to wait on a line though. So oh, okay. get your boyfriend's kids to to pull their weight a little bit, earn that real estate in the fridge. <laughs> I gave you mustard. I gave you yellow mustard. Oh my God. That's okay. What street is it on? It's in that complex, that downtown complex where like Smorgasburg LA is. It's like they, it's like they recreated Abbott Kinney in downtown. Oh, I don't know though. Um, I will definitely check it out. It's killer. Who is your favorite celebrity food personality? This could be like a, a food journalist, like, like an Anthony Bourdain type or a Phil Rosenthal or, uh, or a chef. I do love Phil because he's he's like I mean he's a man of the people too like he's I've been to Langer's before he went and I loved the whole story he did on Langer's I thought that was really brilliant and he made like he made it more enjoyable for me when I went back there because I I learned a lot that I didn't know before like they make they mm. they only make the bread they only cook it halfway and then every day they finish baking it so it's literally fresh bread every day which like most places I mean. It might get delivered, but it's not like it hasn't just it, it It might get made in the morning and you'll have it like in the afternoon. But this is like it just was made like within the hour. Like it's so good. Um, I yeah, did, it's funny. I, I did um, Iron Chef America and uh, um, Chef Morimoto was on my episode. And I I felt like and as I said to them, the reason why I'm on this is because I've been yelled at by more chefs than anybody else you've had on the show. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Um, but I, I also felt extremely self-conscious because I didn't realize like, oh, I mean, not only do I have to use, I, I cannot use the word delicious. They don't want you to use the word delicious, which they told me when I got there. I'm like, why don't you tell me it's before? Because I would have like a thesaurus and more, because delicious is too vague. They want you to be more specific. Wow. That's so funny. That's uh, what a weird thing to not tell you before. Like, yeah, yeah unless we're I, on in three, two, what? Hey, don't use the word delicious. What? Fucking that's the only word. Unless I didn't read my emails. Maybe they did send it before. Maybe I was just busy at the time, but they did. Yeah. And then also like, I was thinking, oh my God, what if I eat like a pig and I don't know it and I'm on TV and everybody's going to know I eat like a pig. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and we were using chopsticks. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ. Don't, you know, I'm like, oh, what am I? Okay. Uh, so how did you do? What what words did you come up with? Were you like, it's stupendous? <laughs> I don't even remember. You know, you kind of, I, I, I got a little, you know, I, everything becomes a metaphor. You know, this is, I don't know. It's like, this is a, it's a, it's a convent of uh, holy goodness. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> Oh my God. After your episode, they were like, uh, they, they changed the whole rider. They're like, please don't use the, the word delicious and don't make any metaphors referring to the church or a convent. <laughs> what is your desert island food? So now you're trapped on a desert island. There's one food that you can eat for the rest of your life. You will never get tired of it. What is it? I was going to say eggs, but I feel like I'm tired of eggs right now. But I, probably eggs. Oh, probably eggs. I mean, I do love. I mean, yeah. Uh, Eggs are good. That's a good one. Good, right? I mean, because you can, you can also, yeah. 
you can fool yourself into thinking that you're doing something different with them because you cook them different. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, so exactly. I actually love a good sunny side up egg. I'm not great at making them, but I enjoy and for a while I was poached eggs for years. I was all poached eggs, which is funny because there's a guy I used to wait on that I used to call poached eggs on toast because I didn't know his name. And I had a crush on him. And I told my other waitress friend, I'm like, poached eggs on toast asked me out. She's like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. I'm just hoping that corned beef and a Coke asked me out. And then I found out later she was mad because poached eggs on toast was corned beef and a Coke. I never worked Saturday lunches, so I didn't know it was the same guy. Oh my God. <laughs> but he, he used to take me to the restaurant where uh, his ex-girlfriend, who was a waitress there, and I was like, oh, this is really a shit show. Okay, great. Oh, that's it. And then she had a moment with you. She's like, so poached eggs on toast, huh? And you're like, yes. <laughs> There's my life, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. Crazy. Yeah, I think eggs, though. I think eggs. I'm not going to yeah. say that's because it's so obvious, right? If you're on a desert island, right? You're stuck with coconut. Coconuts are a pain in the ass. Yeah, coconuts are a pain in the ass. And I like eggs because I, I like the eggs for the reason that you said that you trick yourself into thinking it's different things. It's like, it's like, it's like water. It could be, it could be ice. It could be liquid. It could be a gas. Same with eggs. It can be poached. It can be scrambled. Yeah, and it can be uh, sunny side up. It can, yeah, frittata, like a frittata. You can, yeah, oh yeah. There's many coddled, which I've never. I don't think I've ever had a coddled egg, but what's a coddled egg? I think it's like it's similar to poached, but it's with butter. I'm not sure. Oh, interesting. Old movies. I'll have two eggs coddled. I'm not going. Like, yeah, Turner Classic Movies. That's how I learned what coddled eggs were. <laughs> I do think that that poached eggs definitely had a moment, like. I remember like I felt really fancy because I'd always order a poached egg at the diner right? <laughs> and they would like roll their eyes and be angry <laughs> that they had to go boil the water now. I know. And actually I got like a, a egg poacher. I still haven't I, like I went through a dozen eggs. I couldn't. I was like, I don't have the trick. What's the trick? I got to go on YouTube. I'm sure there's a, you know, there's got to be. You know, I, you know what? I'm going to save you a trip to YouTube. Okay. You. You have to acidulate the water. The water has to have acid in it. So you either have to put some vinegar in it or just squeeze some lemon in it. Oh, okay. And, and don't get the water boiling. You just want it to be like simmering. It, you don't want a rolling boil. Okay. Thanks. And then before you put it in, you just, you, you, you make a little tiny tornado, okay. tiny tornado. Right. And the, the eggs, you want to put them in a little bowl. You don't want to crack them in. You put them in a little bowl and then gently right, 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 drop right. them in. Right. Oh, I will try that. There you go. Thank you. You just saved me That's... hours of searching on the internet. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, save that time. Um, you know what they say, a moment on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> a, lifetime. a lifetime at the convent. <laughs> uh, all right, we're up to our last question, Kate, which is my favorite question. And I always love this question with, with former servers, too, because you have a different uh, perspective. But what, what are your restaurant pet peeves? I guess, I guess my biggest pet peeve is when somebody, there's kind of like a mislead with who's taking your order. It's like um, there's a bus person and sometimes they'll ask you what, you, what you're drinking, but that's all they get. And I, when it's super clear, I'm fine. But when it feels like you, you impart more information and they act like they heard it and then they didn't. So they, so you could try to give a full order to somebody who's not really able to take it. And they didn't tell you that bums me out. Mm. Especially if you're like, if you don't have a lot of time or if you're start, if your blood sugar is low. 
Uh, and yeah, I've had people like come in the restaurant and be like, I'm having a blood sugar emergency. I need some fresh grilled asparagus with a little lemon immediately. I'm like, and I would learn to say things like, listen, I'm not a professional. I'm going to call the paramedics if you're really having a, it would shut them. But, um, but you know what I mean? Like, so I hate when you're like, you give your whole order and then like that person couldn't, can't take, couldn't take it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Just, you know, and I'm, and I get it. I mean, I know that there's protocol, but just, just say it, you know, cause then, then you feel like you're expecting it and then you're waiting and then you still have to, you know, that's my biggest pet peeve. I, mean, I get that. I get that. It seems like you have a lot of issues with the, with order retention, um, <laughs> which I'm with you. Like when they don't write it down and when they're just like, I'm just going to show off my memory skills. Yeah. It's the worst for everyone. Cause like, even if you, even if they get it right, you've, you have been in this state of anxiety for the whole time of, are they going to get it right or not? Cause you've had so, cause, cause it's like PTSD. It's too much experience. Like, okay. Yeah. And I know like, and I know some people have allergies and, and like, I sometimes have dinner with a friend of mine who's literally, she's re- technically really allergic to onions. And I always say, it's not a Hollywood allergy. It's real. Like we're going to have to go to the doctor or the hospital. Like we're, it's real. So just so you know, cause a lot of times people lie because they don't, I don't like cilantro. It's like, yeah, you, but you're not allergic to it. So no one right. lie. I mean, yeah, they may have to make it over again, but like, whatever. It's just to say, I'm, because now they never used to, I, it's so funny. There's two questions that I never asked. I, I stopped waiting tables in 2005. Uh, and since then, now they say, how's everything tasting? Before it was like so needy. It was kind of like, I kind of feel like it was very Alan like, is everything okay? Like, is everything okay? Like, that's, you're putting a lot of responsibility on yourself. Is everything okay? You're supposed to fix everything? I'm just a waiter. Are you, is everything all right? Now it's like, is it, how's everything tasting? Which is much more specific. Again, we didn't have this vocabulary back then. It just didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, although even that, I kind of don't like the over check-in. Like when they just come in all the time asking me how everything is. I'm like, or when they ask you, how is everything before you've even taken a bite? Right, right. And they're just trying to cover their ass. So like, what do you need? Or, you know, do you need anything else on the table? But again, say that like, is there something else I forgot to eat? Yeah, I know. I know. Everybody's trying to not get yelled at. <laughs> okay tell the people where they can find you what you got going on uh you can find me uh at the real kate flanner on instagram uh at kate flanner on twitter while it still exists uh and (laughs) (laughs) um, i'm about to go on tour with jane lynch we did a christmas album called the swinging little christmas and we are we're gonna play joe's pub at the public in new york for three shows the first week of december we'll be in boston i think this 6th and 7th of December and then we'll be in the Chicago area we're going to South Bend, Indiana Crystal Lake and then we're going to be in San Luis Obispo so just go to janelynchofficial.com for her um, for, for our dates thank you so much Kate I really appreciate this well, I usually get into strangers cars but I'm so glad I got into yours and that is not code for anything else I'm just saying uh, you're <laughs> you're so awesome and uh, thank you so much for having me and and I love, I love at, uh, where you're coming from and all these like very specific questions. And, and uh, it's, it's, uh, I learned something about myself today too. So thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Go, go poach an egg, go poach an egg. And that's also not a metaphor. Thank you, Kate. Take care. Take care. Really appreciate it. <laughs>